We went to Walmart. We did. With 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 a class. <laughs> I know. In all my years of teaching seminars, I never thought I would take a group to Walmart for a seminar. Full trip. Woo! Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. This podcast is brought to you by ImpactDefense.online. There you can find our t-shirts, courses, and upcoming seminars, as well as some other information just about us. All right, so why did we take a group to Walmart? That's the question. For an awareness drill thingy? Yeah. It's kind of like practical application. And you had like a scavenger hunt thing. Of awareness. Yes, we did. It was fun. Yeah. So for those of you who have never been to Walmart, which I'm sure is most of you, most of you just never go to Walmart. (laughs) Walmart is like the epitome of, I guess, dangerous situations to put yourself in. Our our joke generally at the seminars is all bad things happen at Walmart. Because it's chock full of potential threats. It's mainly because when we hear stories from students, it always starts out with, well, I was at Walmart and this happened. You know, Um, it, it just seems like, and I know it's not really, I know bad things happen at Target. I know bad things happen at Food Lions around. Sam's. Yeah, but it's just I feel like running. Walmart really brings out the worst All part of society. <laughs> Tractor supply, stuff like that. So anyway, you know, bad things can happen anywhere and do happen everywhere. But the thing about it is, it is it's just kind of the running joke because it seems like every time somebody starts to say, you know, starts to tell us a story, this thing happened to me. It's usually. I was at Walmart, and this thing happened. Such and such. Yeah. So it's just like all our stories come from there because that's where all the stories we hear come from. So that's just our fun thing. But we were going around Walmart, and without going into too much detail, uh, basically we just did an integrated combatives three-day weekend seminar. Not the the whole thing was not held at Walmart. No, that, no, was, no, no, that no. was only a brief portion. Yeah, so it wasn't all held at Walmart, but like we had like one hour of the class time, maybe probably even less than that, really held at Walmart. Yeah. What we wanted to do is actually apply some of the things that we were talking about in the classroom, and you know, taking some of that and actually applying it out there, like at Walmart at nine o'clock at night. Such as awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like without giving you the list of everything that uh, we have the scavenger hunt for. So without telling you everything that's on the scavenger hunt, just because, you know, if you decide to do the course, we don't want to give up the whole thing. Yeah. But one of the things is just see, spot three potential threats or three, three examples of suspicious behavior. Yeah. Something like that, you know. So basically what we did was we took everybody over to Walmart, we gave them a list of things that we were going to look for, and then once everybody had was their groups and their lists, they went around, we walked around Walmart for about 30 minutes, and we met back out in the parking lot right before we left to go back home for the night, and um, everybody was shocked. I mean, that's just the best way to put it, um, because it had you, the way we did it, it had you looking through a different set of eyes than what you normally look yeah. through when you go to Walmart. 
normally when you look through the eyes of I'm shopping, I'm going to get this yeah. thing. And maybe I'm shopping and I'm being aware of what's going on around me. But there is just, this took things to a different level. And that's what I was hoping for when we kind of had this idea to do this. I was really hoping that this would be something that we could go, how can we really, really open up people's eyes? And and, and it really did well. Yeah, I think that did it. Yeah. So. I just, it was crazy the look on people's faces when we were like, all right, debriefing time. You know? Yeah. It's like, tell us what you saw. And this one guy who I would think is a pretty aware person, you know, he's he's a really good student, you know, he's a father, and he just doesn't really go to Walmart. Uh, he's actually one of the few people that really doesn't. <laughs> um, and he was not happy when he found out that he had to for the seminar. But he stepped out of that for the debriefing, and the look on his face, he goes, oh my gosh. Like, so much. I saw so much. Yeah. Because it just kind of opened my eyes. He goes, I thought I was aware. I thought I was paying attention. I had no idea how much I was missing. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Uh, So, anyway, this is not all we did. That was not the whole thing. This is probably, I'm not going to lie, it was 20 hours, spread over three days. And just to be completely honest with you, this was probably my favorite uh, seminar or course, or whatever that we've done like this. Yeah. Even though I only did two days of it because I died out on the last day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was pretty fun. It was tiring. We did have one guy said that he started going back to the gym for a couple months before this seminar to prepare himself so that he wouldn't be too tired <laughs> from yeah. it to keep going. Yeah, it was, it was Not that funny. you have to do that if you're going to take it, but... Yeah, that was, that was funny, though. He's like... No, I know you guys. He said, I wanted to make sure I was ready. So (laughs) he went back to the gym, um, which I thought was hilarious. But, I mean, there is a lot of physical stuff because basically what we're doing is this is a level one course. And in this level one course, we wanted to build out several things. Now, integrated combatives, let's just go ahead and explain what that is. We're talking about mindset for self-defense and everything mental, the soft side of self-defense. Then we get into some basic uh, striking and controlling and, you know, some little bit of, like, up-close type of grappling. We use a lot of stuff from um, Greco-Roman wrestling when it comes to upper body controls and stuff like that. Um, People don't realize just how much you use that. Yeah. They just think, well, why would I need that if I'm going to learn how to, you know, maybe use my pocket knife or use my self-defense tool? Why would yeah. I need that if I'm just going to disarm someone? It's just so different. You get so much control, and you get the, you get the feel for how like body movement works and mm-hmm. where you need to be, and you get an understanding of the leverage that you need to be able to get someone to a position where you can actually do something, you know? Here's the biggest thing. Self-defense does not happen at distance. It's not like a movie fight. It's not like a sport fight. It's not like mixed martial arts. We've already discussed. You know, I love mixed martial arts. I fought in mixed martial arts. But that is not how self-defense works. Self-defense works almost always up close. Anything that has distance, it's a consensual fight. That's a different thing. Yeah, the, the one comment that we got that one time drove me crazy. It was uh, we were saying something about how self defense happens about this close, and you're not just going to have uh, you're not going to be able to just use a rifle from so far away. Oh. You can't just carry a rifle for self defense or something like that. 
And someone came on and it's just like, uh, my military sniper record disagrees. I mean, we're like, that's not self-defense. That is, that, that, that's, war. A, it's war. It's, yeah. a, it's a battle. That's not the same thing. I'm talking about personal self-defense. Normal citizens don't really have the opportunity to just carry around a rifle or have enough space to actually use one for self-defense. Who knew? Like 96% of all self-defense encounters for civilians and law enforcement included happen at between from 21 feet and in. And actually it was, I want to say it was, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was like 60, no, not 60. It was like 75 to 80% of all of them happen like at arm's distance or at least within six feet. So... Yeah, oh, that's what we were talking. We were talking about the twenty-one foot rule. It's just like my sniper yeah. rifle begs yeah. to differ, and I'm just like, <laughs> dude, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. So anyway, um, when we're looking at integrated combatives for this, we were talking about the mental side. We were talking about striking and close-up control. And then we got into groundwork and some basics and understanding of how to escape from the ground and how to deal with things on the ground. And then we got into some blunt force work where we use stuff like tactical pins. We did like little little blunt force things that you can carry on you. And we did some knife work. We talked about how to, the basics of using a knife, the basics of defending against a knife. And we also talked about handguns, um, the basics of defending against them, the basics of using them. We actually took everybody out to the range for about four hours one day. Sally, um, I wasn't there on that day. So it was it was fun, and even people that have been training for years was like walking away from that, going like I'm I'm really like shocked, like I still picked up. I mean, I had a guy who had been training with me for, and I mean, it's not like he was training somewhere else. He's been training with me for eight nine years at this point in time. I don't know somewhere in that range, and you know, at the end of it, he's like I still was learning stuff. So basically, our format was. Friday night, we did a lot of foundational stuff. We did a lot of foundational striking, foundational like um, upper body controls, a lot of Greco-Roman stuff, uh, a lot of mindset stuff, awareness stuff. And then we come in the next day and we start working on uh, ground stuff, you know, kind of foundations of ground stuff. And we did some more striking stuff and we run like stress scenario drills throughout all of these things to kind of get people to apply what we have been working on up to that point. Yep. And then we started working more into weapons based stuff. So we were looking at the gun, how you draw from the holster, how you shoot, how you're staying on target, you know, good grips, mag changes. Then we worked on blunt force stuff, how you actually pull out a blunt force tool, uh, a knife, how you work with all of that. Um, and, and just all of this. So we just, we fully integrated everything, which is the whole point, obviously, of integrated combatives. So now my question to you two is, you know, we've talked about this, Kylie, you have been doing this since before you can remember, <laughs> uh, you know, Jada, you've been doing this for a while and on a full-time basis. What did you two walk away from the weekend with? That's what I'm kind of curious about. From your position, it's different than everybody else's. You two are with me constantly, and you're already like certified assistant and apprentice pistol instructors. So it's like none of that was brand new to you. So like for us, I think the biggest 
thing is just that rarely in normal classes do we get the chance to really focus on something for that long. Like, you got to think, we do self-defense in our classes for the the 45-minute to an hour classes that we have. Um, And then we come back the next day and maybe do a different aspect. And the next day maybe do a different aspect. But we also have to do different things in the middle of it. So it's not a pure focus on that aspect of self-defense. We weren't able... Or you're not able to really just sit down and work on just that thing. Yeah. Just the integrating all of the different forms of self-defense we do. This course offered us the opportunity to just purely focus on that and really work it out and get more comfortable with it. Because even if it was things that we had done before, we have never gotten the opportunity to just sit for 20 hours for a 20 hour course and focus on making it work. And in all honesty, we don't shoot guns in class. So yeah, Yeah. there's that. There's that, but we shoot guns. We shoot guns all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Sharing simulator was fun. Even That's though true. we both shot like crap that weekend. It's <laughs> oh, called stress and just fatigue. Yeah, um, yeah I was like, they got to a point where my finger didn't want to pull the trigger anymore. <laughs> so it was just like. I've been there at shooting courses when I was away at a, at a five day course and we're shooting every single day. Oh, I didn't like that week. You get, you, it gets really, really hard and really <sighs> stressful. And shooter fatigue, I can tell you right now, is a very real thing. Um, yeah, and I had a splitting migraine that day, too. <laughs> I was just dead that whole day. I was just going, wow, I suck today. And you had the next day off, at least, though. Yeah, I did. I know one of the guys said he just took the next day off. He took the Monday off because he knew that it was going to be very, very tiring through the weekend. <laughs> so he just took a vacation day on Monday. I had another guy ask. I said, how did yeah, you like it? And like, he says... I had also been working from Tuesday to... Yeah. I, I had been Dang. working from Tuesday to Sunday. <laughs> and so I just had those full six days of work, work, work. Yeah. Like, if we're going to talk about days off, I mean, you had Wednesday to where you weren't at the dojo. It's like you could have rested up. Yeah, no. Probably I, didn't. No, I was, <laughs> I was preparing and getting everything ready yeah. for that upcoming Yeah. Day. I worked all day that day. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, but <coughs> but yeah, it's just. But every single person that came, despite the level of training, we have all different levels of training. We had people that had been training in martial arts and self defense for eight to eight or more years. Well, and actually, in in like one guy was he is his training record is as long as mine. Uh, he didn't. He hadn't done the same stuff I have done, but he's been training for the same length amount of time. And we're talking about realistic martial arts, not some, um, you know, uh, McDojo type of school or whatever that he was training in before he came over to us. He was he was an honest to goodness real fighter before he ever come to us. And then we had people that have never really trained. You know, uh, we had a guy that came who was a, a former wrestler, high school wrestler, and you know stuff like that. And, you know, people that have never really done any training whatsoever, all the way up to people like that. And everybody goes, that was a lot of fun. It was really good. And I had a, I heard a lot of, when is level two? 
<laughs> so uh, everybody was tired. Everybody was give out by the time it was over. But, you know, everybody was like, when's level two going to happen? Oh, and we sidetracked Kylie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jada answered really well for like, in her case, like what, what it was about that, that, you know, what she took away from it. Um, what, what about you? What did you feel like you learned anything that weekend? What did you take away from that weekend? And I know you made it for the first two days and just couldn't make it to the last day. And I understand, you know, yeah, Saturday night at the end of it all, we're wrapping everything up. We're cleaning everything up. We're getting ready. And Kylie looks at me and goes, dad, do I have to come tomorrow? I said, Kylie, you told me you wanted to come. Uh, you know, for everything. And I said, it was your choice. I didn't make you do it. If you are that tired and you want to skip tomorrow, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> but anyway, so the first, for two thirds of it, uh, what do you feel like you kind of got out of it? So I generally feel like I have a good awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we went to Walmart, I was being more aware because I was trying to find the things, and I realized how unaware I really was. <laughs> so you realize that that whole little game we, we gamified, um, you know, awareness, and we gamified self defense, mental self defense yeah. that day. So you just you felt like that put you on a really heightened ser- uh, sense of awareness that day. Yes, very much so. It made you realize that you were not very normally aware, or what? Um, bro, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay. You it, just... It unlocked a new level of awareness. Yes. Sort of. That's a good way to put it's it. It's like things you didn't think about having to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are some things that you noticed that you've just never noticed before? You were partnered with somebody who is already training with us and is an adult lady. Mm-hmm. Who does, you know, already partnered with... I mean, Sorry who already trains with us and helps us teach seminars and stuff and like that. And has proven her awareness time and time again. Yes. Yes. So that was your partner during this mm-hmm. drill. Well, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, what was I trying to say? <laughs> I screwed it up. One of the things was looking for people who are actually good examples of Yeah, awareness. that was where you were going. Yes. But where is I going to go with that? I don't know. Well, you were surprised at how many people were aware. Yeah, that's right. That were, that were aware? Yeah. But generally, it was boys. Men, actually. Um, being alone. Yeah. So, Instead okay. of, like, women. I found it interesting when they were saying this. But when we got back, everybody was like, okay, um, in every case, every group reported the same thing. It was men who were by themselves that were aware. Yeah. And we're not talking about creepy aware. We're just talking about no. they were the ones that were being aware. Generally aware. The people that were there with, like, family and stuff like that. They weren't aware at all. Like, I saw a kid just go drifting off from their parents. I'm like, uh, come get your child. <laughs> there was this one family that, like, you could tell the mom had all of her, like, kids buddied up with another one of her kids. You know, like, I think she had about four kids and then one baby in the, uh, in the buggy. Okay, so the baby in the buggy, that's right in front of her. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But the kids, her other kids, she just had them holding hands with each other. And in my mind over here going, I, I'm just going, okay, see, the buddy system works if it's one person who can actually do something mm. and another 
who's maybe less likely to be able to defend themselves. It doesn't really work if you've got like a four-year-old and a six-year-old holding hands for safety. Yeah. Because they can still wander around wherever they want to. And if they're holding hands, then someone just picks up both of them. They're not that big. So I was just going, that doesn't make them safe. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was, it was frustrating because the mom's still not paying attention to them. She's still just focused on her grocery shopping. I'm over here. This is going to sound terrible, but I could have snatched all of her kids more than once. <laughs> and even the kid in the buggy. Yeah. And I had no earthly idea how many exits there were in a Walmart. Don't give the answer away. I'm not. There's I, a lot. I did. You knew? Your yeah. husband used to work there. I don't. There. Well, yeah. no, not only that, but, like, I've always paid a lot of attention to exits. Mm. Because if there's an emergency, I don't want to go out a main one. Yeah. Just true. So, for me, exits are one things that I always pay attention to. And I'm also really aware of someone coming through one of those doors. You know, come, someone coming in somewhere they're not supposed to go in is kind of a sketchy thing. So, I'm yeah. always a little bit more weary of the alternative exits. But one thing that happened to you two is you were followed. We were followed? I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. What? Because it was like you and she were followed around, and it wasn't just like... I was surprised to hear that because we didn't really run into them a whole lot. We ran into them once. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, we only ever like, saw them once. I was, I know. I, for some reason, my group just managed to be on the opposite end of the store as you two basically the entire <laughs> time. But everyone was just like, "Yeah, they were followed." Because yeah, like it, what, they it was, ran into another one of our groups several times. Yeah. Two other groups. Two other groups yeah. several times, several and times. they were all just going, "Y'all are being followed." Yeah. So somebody was following <coughs> you two around, and yeah, that was the thing. It was like it wasn't just so. The thing about that one was... Yeah, tell me more about that, because I didn't get to hear much about the whole you guys being followed. Like, what clued you in that you were being followed? Um, how did it make you feel? Like, what well, would it have been was like that, It was, because other groups noticed it, and as much as they did, it was something that, like, for me, I go, well, there's no way that they were just imagining this, you know? So, yeah, go ahead. We noticed, we kept running into this guy. Mm-hmm. And we just kept running into him and kept running into him. And then all of a sudden I look behind me and there he is. And then he turns and walks off in a different direction. That kind of fatherly instinct is dying to punch him right now. You you remember what Tim said about me? (laughs) (laughs) It's bubbling up right now. Go ahead. And we just kept going around the score, look, score, store, looking around, and I kept seeing him. She did too. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Yeah. But yeah, every time I looked behind me, he went the other direction, went the other direction, went the other direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I was being aware because if I didn't, probably something bad would have happened. Well, I mean, you can't but, go that far. Yeah. You don't know. The fact of the matter is, in a situation like that, you don't know. know. And that's what really bothers me. Because, you know, you can't... Whatever was going on was not great. 
but you can't just automatically assume that something horrible was about to happen either. Um, I think the thing that got me was your partner. She was saying that um, y'all would be walking, and this was noticed by another group, the, mm-hmm. th- the group of three men. Well, there was my dad, there was a security team member, and uh, someone and, else who trains with us mm-hmm. as well. There are just th- three men in the group together. And they said that they were pegged as suspicious by a couple of workers just because there's just like three guys roaming around together. This just seems a little sketchy. Yeah. So they were they were like, yeah, we should do groups of two, just groups of two, because yeah. we were Especially in a situation like that. Anyway, these three men, though. Yeah, they, they noticed this very thing happen, and it was told that you guys, that this happened a couple of times, where you guys were going down an aisle and noticed that he was behind you, so you kind of like ducked into an aisle ducked into an aisle so he let him pass and then they would come back out and then he would circle around behind them and and start following them again and that was noticed by the group of three men so which is really kind of in a lot of ways it's funny because what we are there for the reason we are there (laughs) is to spot partially to spot people like that i just it would have been so funny if we had like walkies with a code word and (laughs) everybody just circles around the guy and it's just like hi what you doing here's the extra (laughs) fun part of this situation here's the extra fun part of the situation my wife is behind the camera and she had not heard about this fact of kylie being followed and she's just (laughs) now finding out and sitting back there mouth agape the whole time we're talking about this but anyway um yeah so that, that situation I kind of find funny in the fact that that guy had no earthly idea why he was fixated on, on Kylie and her partner that there was three other dudes that decided to start following him. <laughs> you know, because they noticed it one time and then they said they noticed it another time. And I don't remember if it was after the second time or something like that. They decided, well, they're going to hang back and keep an eye on this dude who is creepily following my daughter and her partner. So, uh, that, that's kind of, I find that slightly, um, humorous. Yeah. For me, I was just going, oh my gosh, you think about criminals, this is, this is the thing that people make the mistake of. They think about criminals as like almost these superhumans that are hard Mm -hmm. to beat, you know, but you gotta think they're apparently not much more aware than us. Yeah. You know, if he had been more aware, he would have realized that there were three grown men following him around while he was following these two. And I mean, none none of these guys look like people you should like screw with either, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Because my dad's over there with the bald head and goatee, you know? Like, he's not big, but... But he doesn't look like someone you mess around with. Until yeah. he smiles, you could take him as a mean person. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, the two other guys. One, they're both security team members at their churches, right? Um, I think so. Well, they both. Uh, they've got. No, both no got one them. dude's been to the gym a lot, and you can actually. I think they've both been to the gym a lot. You, they look like you know. <laughs> so. But they're not like they're they're definitely not a group of guys that you would think. Mm, they'd make good targets. <laughs> no, no. It's like you you mess with them, you're probably gonna get your butt beat a few times over. So, but anyway, <clears throat> so. and like I said, you know, they they attracted the attention of some of the store workers because the store workers were like, "Why are these three dudes walking around the store together?" Yeah. 
it's like they're just not acting fun. They're, they're just not acting right because none of them were buying anything. Yeah. It's like it was different for, say, me and my husband because we were teamed up going around Walmart together and we didn't really have any problems with people following us or anything like that because first up, I think I had an advantage being there with my six foot tall husband, <laughs> you know, and he's a very aware person too. He, he knows what's going on around him. And uh, but we didn't look suspicious either yeah. because no one's going to second well, your guess. Your husband's a, a perfect mix of that because he is like super chill but very yeah. aware. Yeah, and that's awesome for like because you don't want if if you're like not a super chill person and you're very well aware, you you look kind of sketchy a lot of times. So yeah, my dad's kind of high energy, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's all jumpy because like not jumpy jumpy, but just. He doesn't turn his head slowly when he notices something. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's over there like he'll really quietly turn and look at you. And then look back going straight just so you know he sees you. But he doesn't look. It's not what you're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) My dad gives off the what you're looking at vibes. Basically, you both say the Walmart trip was very eye-opening to you even though you do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I saw a guy shoplifting deodorant. I mean, he may not have taken the whole thing with him, but he definitely used it. <laughs> that, that hurts me on a very deep level. <coughs> I would never buy the deodorant on the front ever again. Okay. It was like so, one of those travel deodorants. Those little things. I don't buy those, but still, yeah. Uh, anyway, and then you were talking about like just the aspect of just like putting it all together and really just that 20 hours of concentration on that was was big for you. Yeah, um, because having time to really focus on something does make a difference. So that because you tend to forget things when it's integrated like yeah, if, when you're working if you're on, circling back around to it instead of well, I, having a good time I think what you mean is like when it's segregated, when you're kind of like working <clears> on this one section, and then you're working on this other section, and then you're working on this other section. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's different if you come in for the integrated combatives where you're doing all of the stuff, putting it together into this one thing, and then slowly like yeah. coming back to it every now and then. And that's how we know? spent, I think, about the last four hours was just taking everything that we had done in the 16 hours previous to that and put all those skills together. And I think that was a really, that was really fun for me as far as that goes. But it was also, it was very, uh, it was a big learning experience for a lot of people. So, uh, and yes, and we didn't really talk about it. We did just get in a shooting simulator. So we ran people through some shooting simulator uh, type stuff. And we were working on shooting, trigger control, actually put people through some judgmental simulators. Felt like an arcade game. Do what? Felt like an arcade game. Certain pieces of it yeah. felt like an arcade game. But it was really, it was good for like trigger your trigger pull. control and stuff like that. Trigger but then the judgmental simulator. Yeah, that. Where you have to decide whether it's a yeah. situation where it's okay yeah, to, shoot to, or to shoot or not. Yeah. To shoot. And then do you have enough time to shoot yeah. and or, all yeah, of Yeah, or more things. importantly, do you not shoot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's sometimes there's some that you don't know. There's some situations that you should not shoot because you are not. I in feel like it's worse. As much danger. Yeah, it's it's worse to shoot someone that you're not that you shouldn't shoot than it is to not shoot someone you should have. Yeah, I agree. Or could have, because the really interesting thing about some of those on there is sometimes legally I can pull the trigger, 
is it risking more than I do? You know, it's, it's asking all of those questions. So that was really interesting. And, uh, that thing is going to be used a lot more in our concealed carry classes and our defensive pistol classes and all these other things as well. <laughs> so looking forward to that. All right. So, but anyway, overall, this, this is definitely probably one of the most important things that we can do. Yes. Or yeah. maybe even the most important seminar or something that we could do. Yeah. Can't wait. It's to the most eye opening. Yeah. And, and complete gonna, form of training we can we do. We probably will do it again. Uh, or we're definitely going to do it again. Yeah. The question right now is are we going to do it in the summer or are we going to wait till fall? I know we're going to do one in the fall. Or are we going to go ahead and do one summer. in the summer? Yeah, because people have been asking us, why wait till fall? Go ahead and do it in the summer. <laughs> so um, we'll have to see. That is definitely, and then we'll have to make level two. Level two is coming sometime as well. Sometime. That's going to be fun because we're just taking everything that we've done and taking it further. And that's Even going the to Walmart be, thing? I don't know about the Walmart thing. We'll have to see about that. But, all right. Um, you know, we didn't mention any of this, but one of the things that we talked about was blunt force, something like that. You know, um, the whole idea of that was. You know, you kind of want like two different possible options on you most of the time. We were talking about tactical pins, tactical knives, uh, hitting some of the blunt force type object. And where can they find some of the best deals and stuff on that, Jada? My favorite is Atomic Bear. Like, first off, we, we do have the coupon code that gets you 20%, 20% off. 20% off, yeah. Yeah, and that makes a huge difference. Um, but really, they just have a lot of options and they do care about the quality of what they yeah. make. Yeah, so the thing about it is <clears throat> uh, I've seen a lot of tactical pins out there. I think a lot of them are decent, and some of them are, like, super crazy high-end, very expensive, and they're really nice. And look like shotguns. Yeah, but I'm just saying. And then some of them are decent, and they're kind of they're they're affordable, but they're kind of crappy quality. Well, the thing about Atomic Bear that I really, really like is it seems like really, really high-quality stuff. At a really affordable price. Yeah. So, and then, um, you know, and yeah. And I just love that they have that board of people that they come together, people who know what they're talking about, and they just come in and they're like, this is what this needs to be mm. the best it can be. So, but we're, um, so it, it's, it's not just something people threw together and was like, this seems like a good idea. Yeah, it's, they, they, it's actual they tend to actually reach out to people. Yeah, it's a it's real prof professional saying, this is what will work. Yeah. So we've got uh, that coupon code with them. So theatomicbear.com and anything on there, use the coupon code Impact Defense and gets you 20% off. Um, and then if you are training for any kind of gun stuff, Kylie, who's the best people out there for that? The CERT. They allow you not to spend tons of money on ammo. Yeah. I mean, they're not like super cheap, but they are. But it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, the thing I like about the CERTs, other than the other brands, is the fact that it has a realistic trigger pull. Yeah. It actually feels like an actual gun that it's representing. So, like, we've got the Glock version. We've got the MMP version. We've got uh, the little, the smaller pocket vert, or not pocket, but the little smaller concealed carry version. Mm -hmm. They all are weighted just like the real gun. They feel like this, like the real gun, and they are awesome. Um, and, yeah, we have a coupon code with them, too. Not going to lie. 
Uh, 10% off, you go to nextleveltraining.com or certpistol.com. That's S-I-R-T. Either one of those. And anything you get on there, use the coupon code Impact Defense, and it gets you 10% off. Any I know if you also want these cool shirts that we have. <laughs> you know you can go to impactdefense.online. We have some really awesome shirts. Thank you, Kelly. That one was not planned. Right. <laughs> Any other products that we need to pitch really quick before we hop off here? Nah. Nah. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you guys so very much for watching and listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope that if you are near us, that you will think about maybe joining us for our integrated combatives. Um, if you want to learn serious, real self-defense, something that's going to keep yourself safe, that's going to cover everything that you need to keep yourself safe, this is the quickest and easiest form of training to get that in there. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. i see you in the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp. Stay focused and train hard.